You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. It's glory. We all have a memory. We all have a story. Was there an understudy? Where did the show stop? Did you see Barbara before she shot to the top? Join us as we revel in a reverie. It's my Broadway memory. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, okay. Why don't you introduce one of them and I'll introduce the okay, other. So our first guest is uh, Telly Leung, was recently in Aladdin on Broadway. And Michael, you want to take the next one? Yeah. Um, I have no no chill about this next person. No I... I uh, have loved this person uh, ever since I first heard his voice as as Jafar in Aladdin, the movie, and also watched him do Shining Time Station. I'm so excited to... Yeah, I know, Telly. Yeah, Shining Time Station. Um, I'm so excited to uh, welcome my absolute idol, uh, Jonathan Freeman. Yeah, Hi. welcome, boys. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hello, how are you? Just hey. fabulous. Um, how are you guys doing on this Thursday during quarantine? What's going on? I, I mean, I felt okay about myself until I realized a 16-year-old has written a, has a cast album coming out. I I'm, know. What, am I, what have I done with my life? That was remarkable. <laughs> I, isn't that absolutely amazing? What amazing was, did Olivia really just pull that out? You know, I know that girl. I went to college with her, and I've never known her to fault me. So I'm going to say that I believed her. All right. No, she seems Maybe it was a stack of all Aladdin playbills. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That sounds more like Olivia. Yeah. Prepare. That sounds more like Olivia. Um, you know, and Catherine, who she replaced, we, we all went to college together. So, um, yeah, which is pretty amazing. I love that. It was just him. You know, it's an Ithaca, Ithaca grad role, which is pretty amazing. Well, um, we've got a, a full night of fun and games and playbills and nerding out together. So the what we always do on the show is um, we do our playbill segment, which is going through our binders of or stacks of playbills of shows that we've seen. So I picked a binder and I think I'm going to show you guys I'm going to do an example to kind of like show you guys the format of what we do. And um, I know, Jonathan, you said you don't have any playbills, but that's okay because I'm sure we have lots of memories to talk about that aren't part of a playbill, right? Yeah. All right. So (laughs) I I have questions too. All right. I'm going to do this the way that Michael does it. And I'm just going to land on one. Okay. I picked a pretty recent binder. I'm going to do this one. What is it? Okay. Oh. 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 
Let's see. I, I know that show. A lot of good memories associated with that show for a lot of people. This. Okay, so I think this is the first time I saw it. Yes. This was back in August 2016. So I think it was like a full year from when it actually came out because that's when I was able to get a ticket. Um, I purchased, I remember purchasing the ticket, um, which I have printed out here back when they like first were selling out like crazy. And I asked all my friends, I said, guys, do you guys want to come see, you know, this new show Hamilton with me? Uh, and they were like, no, um, how much is it? I said, well, it's $67. Do you think, do you think, I think it's worth splurging, you know, cause we're so used to those rush prices. So I ended up going alone because everybody said, no, that's too expensive. I won't pay oh. that. So I said, okay. And then, then they couldn't get a ticket for a long time. And I ended oh, up going time. to see the show. So at this point, like most of the originals, oh, some of the originals were still there. Um, like Renee, uh, Chris Jackson. Um, and then, okay, here. So I'll show you guys the headshots. Nope. See, it's so, it's so funny because it's like I love seeing the headshots when it's like um, older, right? Yeah, obviously. But these are like so fresh, and I have the slip. Still, yeah, they're still. I think I saw. Um, I did not see whoever. I didn't see Hamilton, There's, like the actual principal. No, you saw Michael. Michael. I don't know. Louis, I don't know him. He was good. Um, but I do like I, I remember stage pictures from when I see shows like that's what really like sticks in my brain like imprints. Yeah. And um, I was one person that did actually like listen to the album before I saw it. So I was like looking forward to certain things. Um, but I was really my favorite song is Satisfied. And, yeah, that's great. And I think the staging in that song is unbelievable. Thomas Kale. Um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who has seen it, but you know, like the turntable is involved and it's just yeah. like you actually get the full picture of storytelling. Like that's when it all clicked. Yeah. Um, because you hear rewind, rewind throughout the when you're listening to the album, but then when you're in the room, you see that staging and it's just unbelievable. So that really stuck out. Um, but I do remember one memorable thing about that song in particular. Um, there was somebody in the audience, like two rows in front of me that uh, had her phone out and literally not taking a picture with a flash to the stage, but literally like turned around next to her daughter and goes, smile and took <gasps> a, a picture during the Have show with flash on. Question for you guys, for Jonathan and Telly. Yeah. What? Now, I don't, um, Jonathan, you, you, uh, you what'd you say? It's like being on the Brady Bunch. I know, right? Where's Alice? Um, <laughs> the I'll, I'll be Alice. Um, of all characters, I'm definitely Alice. Um, so, you know, I was at the show when this happened. Telly, I don't think you had done Aladdin yet, but this was six years ago. I think uh, you had just opened or something like that because it was on my boyfriend, me and my boyfriend's one of our first dates. It's actually where we had our first kiss at intermission. So, um, so uh, isn't that cute? someone had a um a, a seizure an epileptic seizure yeah. upstairs i think no yeah. wait I no it was that. i was in a i was in the box house right and yeah. someone was someone directly i looked over here and it was because they started screaming i actually yeah. thought that jonathan was entering from the house because <laughs> it was this like booming scream oh. and and it was right at the end of act one. It was right after friend like me. And I remember, uh, I remember, um, oh God, the G original genie, <laughs> um, James, James. Yeah. I remember he stopped for a second. It was like, everything okay out there. We're good. Yeah. Okay. And then the show continued and then it was intermission. Yeah. It was really interesting. It was crazy. He's good at, um, he's really good at handling handling crises and things, you know, things going wrong on stage. She was great at it. Have you guys... Were, I think. Can you have, guys talk about if you've ever, you know, like, had people flash photos during a show and all, what that all, does to you? All the time. You know, the magic carpet ride is, is, is lit pretty dark. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. it's that's part of the magic is that, right. yeah. is that, but I, we see every light, you know, so, so for sure, that's the, that's my moment that I, that I sort of can catch all the flashlights. Cause we're, we're sort of always breaking the fourth wall and, you know, I can show you a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you the phone. <laughs> just the wrong time too. Oh. There was when I saw when I could be almost dangerous sometimes, you know. Oh, it, it, bugs, it bugs everybody, but it, it's really it's it's not nice. It's, it's yeah, just live in the moment. When I saw Bright Star, I don't know if any of you guys saw Bright Star, but the moment in Act Two when she finds out like there's a big there's a big plot twist. I mean, it is the audience is silent and in the palm of of her hand and of Carmen Cusack's hand. And a phone just goes right off. Worse. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. But uh, turn your phones off. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Just I find phone ringing not as difficult to block. I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I can block out a phone ring and keep talking to my scene partner. But mm -hmm. a flash is something that's so hard for me to not turn my head and, and see, I, I feel like sometimes. Because it could pose some sort of danger if, if you think about yeah. it. Well, because because you you sort of expect you sort of start your you start to calibrate your body and your eyes to go okay this light hits me here this is when I and if anything goes differently than that a phone ringing is so invasive that I go okay that I'm just gonna try to ignore that and keep doing this you know but I don't know yeah. if I go like this does it look like I'm talking to Telly <laughs> a little bit yes that does okay a, a, a little bit. <laughs> I saw Nathan. I think that when a you know a phone or a, a light, it doesn't matter. But when it happens, like my worst time was like right before the magic trick at the very end, because there were so many things going on, and I had to be, I had to do it so technically every single night, and I would actually make it work, and it was really difficult. That 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 was the worst time for me. But I, I guess it's different for everybody. And you have to stand in a very very like I I think I I've seen the show three three times mm -hmm. and um i and each from different places now jonathan you have to stand in a very very specific spot for the yeah, ad right? it's about the size of um like a, a of a baby's head and i have to go down through and that's it i have to get all of this down through the baby jonathan that's very specific yeah very specific <laughs> they're exactly the right it's about the size of a cantaloupe i should say that <laughs> Feel like you and Elphaba both share oh, no. that with what she has to stand on in order to get, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's it's uh, God that that, that moment is really. I mean, you know, if you added up all the performances, I guess really the percentage is very low. Thank thank goodness, but it's still you know zero should be the right amount. Mm. Yeah, you you can't have a cheeseburger that you know in between shows. No. <laughs> uh. -uh. Um, so does anyone want to go? Who wants to go next? Let's let's see it. We're gonna who wants to go next? I, I can go. Yeah, okay, you don't Kelly. have any playbills, so you have to go. Well, so, um, I, I, I always say that I, I lucked out because I, I married the biggest showmosexual ever in, in, in existence. Uh, he and, I love that guy so much. 15 years ago, I, I married my, my husband, Jimmy Babcock. He's sitting off screen, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be here, but uh, but he has a wonderful playbill collection. He collects playbills. I mean, he has a binder like this, but this is just binders of shows. We <laughs> because he used to do press and publicity at Lincoln Center. So there's a couple of his playbills back here. You know, there's there's a couple of Lincoln Center shows back here, and in the front are, are my shows, right? But so I and I've pulled a couple of those out. But we first met when I was working on Pacific Overtures on Broadway. This was back in 2004, and um, his best friend from college. He went to Millican University. Her name is Anne McMills. She was Brian McDevitt, the lighting, uh, the lighting designer's associate. And so there was a pic, there was some press photo of me on Playbill or something. And, and Jimmy had circled my face in that press photo and said, who's that boy? Set it up. <laughs> so as Anne is plotting lights through rehearsals at Roundabout of Pacific Overtures, here comes, we're on a 10 minute break. I'm, you know, uh, on the floor stretching and in comes Anne McMills who walks behind the tech table in the rehearsal room, beelines it for me and goes, "Hi, I'm Anne." And I go, "Hi, I'm I'm Telly. So nice to meet you." It was like, "Yeah, do you do you have Friendster?" This was how long ago I've been with my husband. He's like, "Do you have Friendster? Can I Friendster you?" Now, for all my friends out there who are who are not as old as me, 
Um, they, uh, the Friendster was the social networking before MySpace, which was before Facebook, which, which is before. <laughs> so Friendster, you saw how you were connected to people through six degrees of separation. So through, through her Friendster, we chatted online for a while. Now, Jimmy's a huge theater fan. And I remember maybe, I don't know, a week or two into us dating was tech of Pacific Overtures. They're lighting someone in a tree, which was the song that I got to sing, which was, which I think is like, you know, if, if Satisfied had a, had a grandmother, it would be someone in a tree. <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah. It's like, how do we tear apart time and tell a story, right? So um, I, be, I bet you Lynn was definitely thinking, this is like my someone in a tree, I think, in the, oh, I'm sure in the middle of that one. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, Anne was like, do you want to come to tech with us? So Anne is, Anne is, is like, yeah, just sit next to me in tech, sitting next to Stephen Sondheim in tech. So oh, Jimmy nice. is speechless. They're lighting me and mm. it, it pays to date the a lighting associate because I think <laughs> like, you know, there's B.D. Wong and Alvin Ng, you know, downstage singing and there's like five specials on me on a tree. Like I'm phosphorescent. If you go to Lincoln Center and watch <laughs> so at some point I realized, oh gosh, I'm dating this boy and he's a huge Broadway fan. So I, I this this playbill actually is, is, is a playbill, but it, it had to come off the wall because we framed it. So I decided, I said, hey, Steve, <laughs> I'm dating this boy. Um, he's a big musical theater fan. Can you sign a playbill? I don't know if this is gonna go. I don't know if this is gonna go well or not, but I feel like this playbill will really help me with this boy. So he signs this play. This is like a month into us dating or something. It says to Jimmy, best wishes from Stephen Sondheim, and it hangs. It hangs on our wall, but we took it down for 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 the Broadway memory. That's amazing. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, I would have loved to see you do that. Yeah, it's, it's at the archive. And of course, like all things Lincoln Center Archive, I'm sure, Jonathan, you can speak to this. When they, when they go, hey, we're going to film the show for the archive. That's the show that everything went wrong. And that's the one where people drop lines, people drop props, things yeah. that have never happened before happen. And that's Do they I'm always tell you or do you? Um, yeah, they tell you. They're nothing. like, Lincoln Center's here today. And so you go, ah. That's a lot of pressure and oh. things always go wrong, you know. Hmm. How how far? Be, I mean, with equity rules, it has to be within twenty. Because I I can't shoot anything for dressing room project, which I've photographed both of you for. I can't shoot anything if it's not posted within twenty four hours. Oh, so they, they tell you a long time before that, right? Yeah, because that was a roundabout show, and it was a limited run for sure. It's, you know, it's just it's just an equity rule. I think no press can be backstage unless it is posted. 24 hours before, at least what I do, right? I think it, if maybe like Hillary Clinton is in the audience, it's a little different story. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, but for a project like a pre, like a pre-planned project like what I do, uh, I think that it has to be 24 hours in advance at least. So speaking of things that you've done, Michael, do we have a picture of you? Do we have a oh. picture of Telly and Jonathan backstage that you took? Oh boy. Do we? Oh, oh that's, wait, a no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a different, different picture. I don't know if that's queued up, but what I am going to, I'm just going to go like that. I'm going to share it like that. Wow. Oh. And Michael, you I took this for that. the your your other passion, the dressing room project. Yeah. Um. Basically what that started out was, was I had ma massive senioritis in, you know, in musical theater history in at Ithaca uh, senior year. I was, uh, I was submitting for auditions while we were learning about Tin Pan Alley and Ethel Merman's curse jar. And I was like, I know, I know all about this. I know all about this. And, um, you know, and I was, you know, submitting for shows and my professor caught on to it and was like, you need to prepare, but you need to learn how to prepare better. And of course I got really heady about it. And I was like, I'm going to turn my discovery of preparation into something that's artistic. And that's when I started photographing actors prepping for the roles, which is not an original thing. And I know that, but um, I'm doing it. I do it my way with my, with my vision. And um, I do it from a really specific point of view, I guess. And, um, and so uh, I'm so glad that the two of you agreed to do that because um it meant so much to me and um, I learned so much and I know that other people learn so much as well. And uh, you bet I love those pictures of the two of you and that picture, that's a good one. That's I a love good that photo. photo. Hey, I'm good. Can I share a, a quick Broadway story since I have Jonathan here and I, 
Yes. Just my, for my friends who don't know, who who don't have the uh, the privilege of working at the New Am. So this was this this shirt that I'm wearing is actually an opening night gift that Jonathan gives every company mm. member that comes through that show, whether you are an wow. original cast member and a replacement. And these they're wow. all available for Broadway Cares. But I I love this shirt. Now here's a story that nobody knows is that Jonathan. So this was my opening night gift, right from Jonathan. And actually Jonathan also got me a really lovely closing night gift. I don't. Do you remember giving me this, Jonathan? Sure. I, I like to give them to people. I, I I collect them to give to people because they fit into um, everybody's makeup box, or that you know it's easy to travel with. So you know, I, I think they're. It's a good thing to give people something small so you can take it away. Because people give you these things, and it's like you you need a truck to get it out of your dressing room. Ah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know. I'm st I'm stealing this idea. Just like a little token to keep. You know, in my in my makeup box or in my like. I, I, I actually, Eli Wallach um, is the one that got me going on that because I did a play with uh, uh, Eli Wallach played my father and Eileen Heckard played my mother in a, a production of the Flowering Peach. And there's a character in the Flowering Peach. It's a Clifford Odets play. That the, the character is it's a Gitka they call it, which is some creature that we don't know about really. It was some you know supposedly a, a biblical creature. But in, in this piece, it's sort of like a mouse. So um, they had to figure out a way to create this Gitka so that when when Eli captured it, you know, he could puppeteer it and make it look real. And Eli figured it out. He made this little, so for anyway, so for, for our giveaways from Eli, he gave us these little Gitkas to take Aww. with him. And it was like, this is perfect because sometimes you get stuff and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to get that? I got to get, you know, if you're out of town, you got to mail it. You got to find a post box, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so it was perfect. So that's, I really stole the idea from Eli. Well, good. I'm stealing it from you, Jonathan. Okay, good. I love it. Tradition. <laughs> <laughs> that, wait, ready? I'm going to say one, two, three, and we're, we're going to do that so I can get a good picture. Ready? One, yes. two, three. The Papas. The Papas. <laughs> the show Misexuals. That's what that part would be. Right. Uh, oh, my God. Catherine Allison just said all my favorite people in one place. I love that she's watching. That makes me so happy. Um, she's. She, I love that girl so much. Um, to, uh, I mean, what? what is it? What is she? Three shows in one season? Oh, is that what? Where is she? Well, she went from Aladdin right to Wicked and then right to Company. She's such oh, a. It happened, it happened so fast. She's, Even with the quarantine. No. Yeah, I know. She's such a star. She's such a star. I saw I saw Company in the West End. I didn't see it oh, here on too. Broadway yet. It was, it was so good. I know. It was amazing. I can't wait to see it here. Yeah. Um. So Jonathan. Yes. Telly, those stories were amazing. I'm obsessed. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, Jonathan, uh, I um, I guess it's your turn. Now you don't have any playbills. But um, that's okay well, because I used to collect them like years ago when I was a, a youngster, and um, I had a large collection at one point, and I ended up giving them to a school at one point uh, to their research department because. And now I'm sort of um, I'm I'm beyond I I'm not a, I'm not at the point in my life where I'm acquiring things. I'm yeah. at the point in my life where I'm half to let go of things and 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 you know move them along. You know. Yes. <laughs> Money would be problem expressions like manure. It's not worth a thing unless you spread it around, encouraging young things to go. So I, I don't have a tendency to keep things like that anymore. I would love to see you do Dolly. <laughs> uh, you mean Dolly or you mean Horace? All the parts. All right. No, I want to see you do Dolly. One man show. You'd be amazing. Uh, uh, um, what's his face did it at Maltz Jupiter? Um, uh, uh, Lee <laughs> Leroy Reams did it, Leroy and Reams. I want to see you do it. Oh my God, Leroy directed the revival, and then has directed it. He's directed me in it too. I played Barnaby, but like, wow, he's he directed it everywhere, and it's sort of cool because you feel like you're getting it from Gower, a little bit, like you're getting it from Gower. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know Gower, you know, but but I felt like he he sort of had the Bible, and he was like, here, I'm passing it on to you, kid. I saw yeah. Worley do it once. Who? Joanne Worley. Joanne Worley. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to. Joanne Milwaukee. Uh, and there was a, a raccoon came on stage. It was a summer theater <laughs> where I was working years and years ago. 
Yeah, she was hilarious. She was actually very, she was very funny. And, and um, when she needed it, she was very warm. She was a great performance. Uh, I also <laughs> saw, I saw a lot of people do it. I even saw it when um, Ethel Merman came into the show. And I think Craig Burns on Bygone Broadway, I think he just posted a, a picture of Ethel in her curtain call at the St. James, which I think that might be a good segue because I am, maybe you could tell some memories. So at the St. James, that's where I first met Jonathan because I saw him do the producers. You got to move up a little bit. Your, your name tag is covered. Yes. Ah. Some do the producers. So I could have worn my Jafar shirt. I don't have the what? I don't have the t-shirt, but I have the umbrella. Do you want this? <laughs> no. I won't wash it. No. Um, so <laughs> I don't need any things. I'll give you the umbrella instead. Okay, good. So um so I was 14 years old when I saw you do Roger Debris and the producers, and one absolute dream role. Uh, and then I wound up playing him my senior year of high school, um, with you very, very much in mind. I don't know if I ever told you that, but um but uh, but I saw you do that, and it was it was you, Brooks, Hunter Foster, Brad Oscar, Angie. Mm. Uh, it was it was an absolutely amazing cast. Yeah, it was amazing. And you were so kind because I stage doored it, as you know, a fourteen year old would do. I stage doored it, and I I professed my love for you, and you just very calmly, as you do, you went, "What's your address?" And I wrote it on, I think it was a pink post-it note, and I gave it to you. And two weeks later, a giant Jafar care package showed up at my door in Fort Lauderdale. And I will never, ever forget that one act of kindness that you gave, that you showed me, that it was so easy and anyone could do that. And uh, it was something that was just like, I want to be like him. I want to be, I want to be like him. I want to give back like him. And your and that memory has always been such inspiration to me, and that's one of my favorite. I think that might be my favorite Broadway memory. That's very nice, Michael. You've never told told Jonathan that story. I did. I oh, did tell him that yeah, story. Yeah. I forgot. I did. But I'm always. What <laughs> <laughs> happens? Sass. I love it. No, I forgot it though. But you know, now that you say that again, I'm thinking 14, that's kind of young to see the producers. Do you know what family? First time I, I saw the from? producers, I was 12. Really? Yes. Well, wait a oh. minute. Wait a minute. No, I take it back. Us Fagalas? What? I said us Fagalas? No. no I, I take it back. A few nights ago, this is a true story that's just happened. About three nights ago, I was talking to my mother at, at midnight. Um, she just She's about to turn 97. And, uh, she said, can you hear what's on in the background? I was like, yeah, it sounds like, is that Flower Drum Song? She said, yes, you know, I've never seen the movie. And she said, um, do you remember that we went to see it? I took, uh, oh, that's the play. Is that is that the one you were in? Yeah, that was a beautiful show. Anyway, um, she said, do you remember I took you to see it? I said, yes, I remember. I mean, that was like, that was one of the things that made me want to do musical theater. Why? First of all, I was nine years old. And my mother said to me, I can't believe that I took you to see this show when you were nine. I mean, that's kind of, I'm, I'm watching the movie now and I'm thinking, what was I thinking? It's a very adult, there are a lot of adult themes in that show. And I said, no, it wasn't. I mean, to me, I just saw all the unbelievably gorgeous stuff going on. You know, the smoke filling with stage and people coming down a slide at one point in some dream ballet, maybe. Fan, tan, fanny, I about lost my mind. <laughs> no, when the woman's fans started opening and closing, I thought, oh my God, I have to be in show business. Wow. We've been doing children's theater, but I was like, this is the show business I'm talking about. I'm not talking about children's theater. I'm talking about this kind of show business anyway. So she was, she kept saying to me, but I can't believe that I took you and you're only nine years, only nine years old. So anyway, I guess 14 isn't too young. No, I grew up watching Mel Brooks movies. Grew up watching Mel Brooks movies. I, I saw Titanic in the theater in 97, 90, 97, four times. And I was seven years old. You know what I mean? Like my my yeah. Jewish family? No. I, I learned how to. Yeah, but that's yeah. historical. It, it, yes, yes. Je uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was very, very historical. 
Um, now, something I wanted to ask you about, Jonathan, because I think that this is really important, is um, can you tell me about the picture of um, of Jafar that's hanging when you walk into your dressing room and you look to the right? Um, the picture that was oh, drawn. Painting, you mean? The painting? With the yes. The painting or the little one? There's two. The, the big one, the big framed one. The big one. Yeah, sure. That was painted by, um, yeah, that was, that, that's fantastic. That was painted by a kid named Owen Suskind, who's on the spectrum. And um, before I met Owen, uh, he, uh, I met his father first, uh, who's a, a Pulitzer Prize winning writer, Ron Suskind. You may know of him. Uh, quite a lovely guy. And um, he sent that picture to me through his father. <laughs> One day I had a meeting with his father about an idea that I had after hearing about Owen's story, who's on the spectrum. And Owen is this kid who, you know, just to make the story kind of quick, taught himself, retaught himself how to uh, speak um, by watching Disney animated movies. Uh, during, but it could only, it could have only, it could only have happened while there were uh, VCRs because you go forward and backward and forward and backward and forward and backward, mm -hmm. which anyway, it's a long involved story. There's a great book though called uh, Life Animated. If you get that book, Life Animated by Ron Siskel. It's a great story. It's really a film worthy story. Anyway, when Ron contacted me, I basically said, I don't understand why you're not writing, you know, about this, about your life with your child and this is it's like real magic it's like it's like it's like a disney magic movie anyway so we started having meetings about it long story short we met one day and he showed up with like two two huge collapsed cake boxes and inside the collapsed cake boxes were this was this painting that owen had done of jafar it was held together like around the edges with paper clips and stuff like that and i thought it was and I thought it was an, I mean, I was, I'm always flattered to get kid art because it's interesting to see they're always different. The kid art, I've, you know, 40 years of kid art now. It's interesting to see, you know, the exact things that they choose to paint or draw or, or write about. You know, all, everybody has a little bit different perspective. You know, each kid has a little, this thing is important. You know, the bird is more important. The shoulders are more important. The, mm. You know, the snake is more important, whatever. <laughs> so it's always interesting to me. And I thought that, that Owen captured something that was that I hadn't seen before in that particular painting, uh, which was kind of the essence of Jafar's kind of, I don't know, mercuri it's, kind, it's a little bit like, a, it's slightly like a, it's sort of like a, a mean Picasso, the painting that you're talking yeah, that's about. Good. It's really quite wonderful. So that's, I that's think, the painting. And, I think I, yeah. I think I have a photo of it that I took for the dressing room project. Yeah. Um, could with your permission, can I show it or permission probably? Well, um, because I could pull it up right now. I just don't. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that that was okay with you. But um, uh, I have a very specific question for you because um, I just you know I think it's such a brilliant um choice as an actor. There's one moment that you have in the movie. And it's the line, and now for your reward, your eternal reward. Mm. And you use your the whole range of your voice for that one moment. Yeah. And what did you say? I miss it. I wish it was. In <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. And I want to know why, like, what made you at that moment go i'm gonna i'm gonna start here and i'm gonna end here and come up with that choice because i thought it was such a brilliant choice that, and i sound like seth rudetsky here but i just think it's like such an amazing moment that i would that that for me was the rewind moment the rewind moment I I think probably john musker or ron clemens you know you know pushed me over the edge with it or something you know that because when you do those those animated uh movies uh they take a long time and they kind of the really good directors which i think john and ron were and they worked as a great team they kind of they they inch you toward the edge of the precipice and then they urge you to keep to keep going you know because it's animation because you know in animation you can step off a cliff and before you fall you're going to be suspended for a minute so 
they kind of push you, they keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. And also I think because in the, in the movie, at that moment, he's going from, I think he's still in disguise. And then he, and then he sort of, he falls off of his disguise, his, 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 he like, he goofs, he gives away, he gives himself away at the last second, maybe. So something like that is, is what did it. But I'm sure it was Ron and John. I mean, it was my, I'm sure it was them, like, you know. It's amazing. Telly, do you, ha are you finding, like, the new generation of gay boys, gay LGBTQ+, plus, like, that are, you know, broad, you know, uh, shomosexuals, are you finding people talking to you? I love shomosexuals. Um, I consider that stolen. Um, okay. Are you finding that that uh, the new generation of homosexuals are are approaching you about certain things that they're like that one moment or like when you did this or oh like when God. I saw uh, you know I get that a lot with um I get that a lot with Godspell sometimes mm. I feel like because because that show is is that sh it's it's that show that all these uh, high schoolers still do and and you know when we did it on Broadway we decided to take what what the script was in the seventies we sort of threw it out and we said. We're gonna re. We're just gonna take the parables from the from the actual Bible and take the songs and re do our own thing with it based on the talents of this of this group of people. And so when when we now they've published the new script and it's our names and the scripts, and it's also our bits. So bits that I created oh, in two, 2012 are now in the script, and the, you know they're like it's suggested that you and you know our our great director Danny Goldstein also did a forward that said please feel free like you know. Back back in the seventies, there's a Mae West impression in there because that's what those original actors did because that was funny then. And so right. you know, Uzo Aduba comes along in 2012 and does a, a Donald Trump impression. Do you know what I mean so like it was current at the time? So uh, you know, I, I, it, so it's I feel like a lot of kids now get a Godspell script in their hand in high school and they go, "You you were Telly, <laughs> I'm Telly, you're yeah. Telly." I go, yeah, I'm Telly. Like that's me in this script. <laughs> Sometimes like that, I, that's the that's the one thing that has still sort of remained. You know, I, I, that's when I feel like, oh right, like I'm part of this this thing. You know, uh, I'm obsessed with that. And before we move on to the next segment, Brian, I do just want to. I think we um, have a surprise. Or oh no, you you. Well, you yes. want to throw something first? Okay. Yes, I do. I I want to share. <laughs> that's the photo. That's the. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Yeah. That's really nice. And you see yeah. right above it, right above Owen's painting, is a drawing of Jafar that I pulled out of the garbage, the black and white one, which was a, uh, it, was a it was a drawing that was being thrown away. It was uh, when I was working at Disney, um, because a lot of artists sort of have their input about what Jafar should look like. So, and then, you know, finally till they got to, we got to Andreas Deja's, you know, final version. And then the painting right above that is uh, a painting that was done by my boyfriend for, uh, as, as a congratulations and happy new year card, because I found out I was gonna start shooting again just before Christmas of 1990. And I think on the back of it, it says happy new year. And he, oh. did, he before we knew anything about Jafar, he did this little painting which is also very beautiful, and um, of what we thought Jafar, an idea, an idea that what he thought Jafar might look like. So anyway, so I have these three separate artists, three artists in a row. Most people don't know this, all these stories, but um, <clears throat> now whoever's watching does. So um, that's, that's why you're on the show. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because because I'm I, I I don't know if you know this, but so many people love you. <laughs> like really, people are going to be very excited to hear these stories. And um, I know that Telly also loves you. And when we asked, I, I miss him. I miss you. Well, when Telly found out that you were going to be doing this with us, uh, he immediately jumped to. Um, an idea that I think is absolutely perfect. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna play some games. Oh, but no. if you are stumped, uh -huh. Telly and Jonathan, yeah. you can always phone a parrot. I guess. What do you mean? 
<laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> Look at that. To be here with Jonathan without DDR, I felt like, oh, we have to call DDR. Hey, Daddy, how are you? <laughs> oh, this makes yeah. me so happy. So, you mean, what do you mean? So DDR is our, we call him if we need help? <laughs> He's going to be your lifeline. Think of millionaire. Now think of he's, he's your always, lifeline. He's always our lifeline. Who are you? Doing? At this point in the live stream event, we played Broadway themed memory games. While these games are tons of fun, they're best enjoyed in the video format of our episode. If you'd like to see the game portion of this episode, visit My Broadway Memory on YouTube or Facebook. Now back to My Broadway Memory. Um, now it's so funny that Don Daryl has number two Jafar fan because my screen name, my AOL screen name growing up was Jafar fan 91. <laughs> the things you learn. Cause Jonathan's like, I had to go. Michael, Michael is number one. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. And I'm number two. So there you that's, go. DDR, where are you? It looks like you're like in a dorm room. Listen, <laughs> This is my newly built office in my house. I, just, oh. I decorated it with, with Disney Anna. Oh, I see. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I see. It's all beautiful. beautiful. What's, the, what's the orb? Tenant. Oh, it's just, it's, that's from Ikea. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it changes color if I want it to. That's right, that, right? That's, Ikea is considered Disney to a lot of people, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's amazing. <laughs> I am I'm so glad that you joined us for this. Oh you. We needed a phone a parrot. I I definitely needed a parrot for a couple of those for sure. I hope oh, I yeah. have was terrible with Madame Medusa. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I will say that Don Daryl is often saving the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not true. Jonathan and I will attest to that for sure. Don Daryl has saved the day on stage more than one time. Yeah. Can you do you guys have any specific stories of that? Well, I think once I sang a wrong lyric, and he had the next lyric, and he rhymed it. <laughs> Listen, if anyone saves the day, it's Jonathan Freeman, because when Mr. Freeman goes to the white room, he continues to talk, makes <laughs> sense, and will get back to it. Like, like you know, we, we hit another branch of the story somehow, and then he comes right back, and it's, it's incredible. Whereas I sound like Donald Duck, and I cannot make words. Um, so, you know, Freeman, you know, Freeman, Freeman's he just keeps talking. It's like the stream of consciousness. That's like the, like, it's incredible. It's incredible. I've never seen anyone in all of us. When he's my advice, just generally in life, just keep talking. You <laughs> <laughs> might get back to it. I always say, why waste good acting on the stage when it comes in so much handier in real life? Uh, ain't that the truth? That's right. Ain't that the truth? Just keep talking. <laughs> that's that's um a, well, I didn't know what you were talking about the white room for a second. I was like, where is that in the new am? And it's like, oh oh, the white room. When you go up, there's no there's no doors, no windows, no floor, no ceiling, nothing. Just the white room. <laughs> where I am right now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say the decor in Dundarrell's room is fabulous. Where are you, Jonathan? Like, get a picture on that wall. <laughs> we love a white room you can see my living my living room my, my area behind me that's that's very fabulous so um does anyone want to share any last minute memories any anything because um you don't have enough time i know i don't I wish <laughs> well no i mean i'm old i mean i have so memory so many memories and i've, I've seen so many wonderful <clears throat> excuse me people so many wonderful actors and so many terrific shows for such a long time now. I have to, I will say this one thing, you know, the company of Aladdin had a Zoom last week with our um, producers just to check in and see where everybody was a little bit and kind of say, well, this is what's happening, blah, 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 you know. Um, it was interesting. And afterwards, uh, I got very low. I got very depressed. and I And I finally figured out that the thing that depressed me the most is that um, I believe that, you know, the theater is going to continue. It's just going to be different. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows really what's going to happen. But some of the things that are going to go away are some of the things that have given 
me so much pleasure, so much joy for the last, you know, more than 50 years, 60 years, really. I mean, I started working when I was a kid. So I think about all the crazy stuff and backstage stuff and things that happen in the theater that may just go away now because of this uh, current pandemic. And it made me very sad because we there were so many people uh, in the Zoom who were young, whose careers are, we have kids who start in the show at 18 sometimes. So that's, you know, to me, that's very young. And I think they're not gonna have these experiences. However, as Alan always likes to say, they'll have new ones, there'll be other ones, there'll be different ones, they just won't be these. But the ones that, you know, we, the ones that I think of, think about and, and can share with, you know, people, you know, they're things that are, are going away. They're just long gone. Mm. Sorry to bring everybody down. No, but, but I, that's not. I, 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 but I do think that there's, there is some, it is going to be, I, I agree with Alan too. It's it's just, we're, we're going to figure out what, what, what it is. And at some point there, some of those things might be able to come back. You know, those things that we do love of, well, you know, like, I mean, there's not there's 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 nothing like walking out of that stage show at Aladdin and having a little ha having a little girl little boy dress up as Aladdin and like you know what I mean or dress up as Jasmine and like see you and be like oh my gosh you're like a real person you know what I mean like you know that and and like eventually when we get all this under control like that that is that is part of the experience it probably won't come back for a while until we figure it out but nothing beats a twelve year old dressed up like Jafar. <laughs> Wait, speaking of 12-year-old dress up like Jafar, now can we show that photo of Please. me and uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, oh my paint, paint the scene, Michael. It was Hanukkah <laughs> and my mom, my mom and her boyfriend got me this framed Jafar collage. Oh. Look at how hyped I am about it. Oh my god. He like gave it like the gun, like that gun finger like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, Where I'm cool. What'd you say? Where did they get it? I think it was eBay because that was like before Etsy, what? right? That was like 2003. So eBay was hot then. It was hot then. You know, no, but that didn't bring it down. I mean, there's a hopeful aspect to that. It, then there's also that moment where I'm kind of like, well, I'm, I'm happy that I had, you know, seven years in the industry of, of that experience. <clears throat> and, you know, where th there is that, that time where, uh, I will be able to say, yeah, I remember before Corona, I remember what it was like. And um, I, I don't think that it's as depressing as, as one might, might seem. I think that there's a lot of amazing art that's happening now. I mean, this show was created um, out of the need to keep Broadway alive and the conversation going. Right. Um, thanks. And would you say? I think it, I think it's great, Michael Paul. Oh, thank you. I love that. I love when you text me that you, Michael Paul. I was like, he remembered my middle name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, it, it's just to keep that conversation alive. All different walks of life, and it's like, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, we use the gimmick of 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 picking the playbill, but um, it you don't need the playbill. It's it's here. It's here, and um. You know, with Disney Plus happening, you know, I, 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 Jonathan Telly, I could ask you about a million different things: flower drum song, on the town, you know, it's so many different things, and we, and we could be here for days, which is amazing. But that's the point of this. The we'll point it, what'd you say? We'll come back. Yeah, yes. you'll come back. The three of you will come back, and that's the point of this: is that even though we're going to be creating new moments that Aladdin might look different come January. Uh, there will always be from 2000 when did you open 2014 2014 till 2020 and even pre-broadway like you will have you know that all of those different memories and and create new ones so uh i just want to thank the three of you for coming yes. uh, it, you both just thank you all so much well thanks for bringing us thanks for bringing us together it's so good it's it's always great to <laughs> hang out fun yeah, yeah any Brian, when you when we come back, I've got it. I'm not going to tell it now, but I have a great story about DDR. Okay, all right. I'm going to leave it hanging. It's a cliffhanger. It's a really good story. part two coming at you guys. Well, well, I mean, I love that. That's let's absolutely do that. Let's. Well, I mean, you know, you always have an open invitation. Broadway memories. 
Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll come up with specific questions for that, but you guys are amazing. I also didn't ask what you guys were drinking tonight. I was drinking vodka. <laughs> oh, I was drinking water. Drinking a beer. Uh, beer on now. A back. What are you drinking DDR? Uh, ginger peach, uh, Ooh. sparkling water from, from target. Oh yes. What is, what is that new brand now? It's good not. and gather, baby. That's good brand. and gather. <laughs> Good and gather, right? yeah. Good and gather, yeah. yeah. It used to, like it was like market pantry, and that's right. So many now. No, good. Um, thank you, yeah, thank you, amazing crew. We will absolutely yeah. have you back on again. You are the best. And uh, I, Jonathan, you're not really on social media, but <laughs> is there anywhere? Is there anywhere that we can find you? Because Telly, we can find you at Telly Leong, and and DDR, we can find you at Don Del Rivera. Is, but but you're not on social media, so no. I'll right. be the secretary. You can ask me. Yes, yeah. you can ask. Send all your questions and uh, all your money to DDR. <laughs> all your money. <laughs> and put them in an envelope and send them to me or get a carrier pigeon to bring them. Uh, I'm not that inaccessible, really. I'm just not in any, on any social media. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I joined this thing called Broadway Plus. And oh, yeah. People can contact Broadway Plus to find me because I've been doing some online um, exchanges, Q and A's, and conferences. And um, I just started like a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm trying to be modern, yeah. and um, it's been very interesting and, and kind of fun. You're Jonathan, doing- you are modern. You're on a live stream. You're modern. I'm modern. <laughs> you are modern. You're modern, Mr. <laughs> Freeman. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you guys. My Broadway memory. Go have dinner. Go do whatever you want. And um, I'll be in touch as always. Bye, bye boys. Good to see you. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. bye. bye DDR. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.